Hi, this is Josh. After putting together this intro to this retreat, this prayer led by Nathan Foster, I realized that my introduction is basically as long as his retreat. <laughs> and so basically, you're getting two retreats in one package. So if you want to skip ahead to Nathan's retreat, you can find that around 12 minutes in. It's difficult doing this kind of production with my kids here whistling with me. Hope you're well. May you be blessed. Hello, this is Josh, and you're listening to The Invitation. The Invitation Podcast is my attempt to help you create time and space for God. And there is this unique gift of audio to put your earbuds in, to close your eyes, and to do your best to recall this crazy idea that God is with you. That God is not just an idea, but a reality. In fact, the most real of all reality. God is here, right now, beside you. And prayer is a practice of vulnerability, of identifying how to open your deeper self to God's presence and love. This is especially different and strange in this time of COVID-19 and quarantine that has left most of us quite numb, bewildered, and closed. With one directee this week, we considered how we have been spilled out of the containers of our lives, and now we are floundering, not sure what and where our baseline is, what we can stand on, and where we can move from and toward. Reality has shifted, and it's harder to know what is real, what to trust, what to hold. And in this quagmire, it's strange for us then to try to be open and vulnerable, strange almost with anything and everything. And so I made a video to try to cut through this further distance that separates you and me. And in that video, I offered my vulnerability as a way of extending out to you to further aid you in creating time and space for God with you through that video. I am definitely not interested in developing a YouTube channel. Video will never become my primary venue of communicating, but I think making a few videos for you now and then might be a helpful way for us to stay connected so that through the videos I can remind you of what's available here at the invitation and so I can look you in the eye 
and invite you into this deeper living space. And honestly, it was a gift for me personally to share that vulnerability through that video. In the midst of this quarantine, we are all hungry for ways to connect with each other because we are designed by God to be together. This is a survival instinct. Even if you are an introvert, you still need human connection, some sort of touch to share some space and breathe in the same room with others, to hear the sounds of human voices echoing off the walls and to sense the presence of other bodies near you. Pastor, author, and teacher John Ortberg often refers to some research about how much we need each other. I looked it up. It was called the Alameda County Study, headed by a Harvard social scientist. They studied 7,000 people over nine years and found that isolated people were more likely to die than those with strong relationships. The study further says that those with poor eating habits, those who smoked and consumed excessive amounts of alcohol and were obese, these people were more likely to live longer than those who live in isolation yet have a relatively healthy lifestyle. Ortberg pitches this research by saying that it is better for us to eat Twinkies with friends rather than to eat broccoli alone. So it seemed appropriate to make a video to tell you a bit about how I've struggled during this quarantine. And I sincerely appreciate the comments and the emails I've received in response. Thank you. Blessings to you. This particular episode is another guided prayer led by Nathan Foster of Renovare. If you haven't spent time with his previous meditation working with Psalm 131, it would be best for you to return to that meditation first. And how indeed do we pray in the midst of quarantine? How do we open ourselves in vulnerability? Most of us have less noise, less busyness while sheltering in place, but our rhythms are out of whack and further we're experiencing a new kind of inner noise. It's this attention to the global pandemic. The world of psychology is rediscovering the vocabulary of trauma. 
post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, became a real thing only since the 1970s. But that diagnosis was used only to describe the experience of Vietnam veterans. It's only been in the last 10 to 20 years that the vocabulary of PTSD has been used to describe other forms of trauma, from domestic abuse to workplace bullying. It's fair, then, today to use this vocabulary and to say that our current experience is traumatizing. And how do you respond to this word, trauma? On one hand, you may be relieved to be encouraged to accept the depth of your suffering the strangeness of what you are experiencing each day. On the other hand, you may resist opening yourself to this vocabulary of suffering for fear that if you give the vocabulary of suffering and trauma an inch, it might just take a mile. And to switch metaphors, you may be reluctant to open the door to this vulnerability for fear that it will come in and swallow you whole. Please, I invite you to understand that there is no correct way to pray right now. If you are attempting to turn your heart and mind to God in any way, this is an accomplishment. The question for us in the long term is how this suffering opens us to God or how it closes our hearts and closes us to God. We need to find a posture somewhere between vulnerability and functionality. Most of us still have responsibilities, some sort of work to attend to, people to care for, How can we open ourselves to God more actively and freely while in quarantine? We will relearn this bit by bit, breath by breath, thought by thought, prayer by prayer. As I said, if you haven't spent time with Nathan's other meditation with Psalm 131, I encourage you to do so. Psalm 131 offers you a comfortable space to sink into. It's a space of trust where you can calm and quiet your soul in the midst of this suffering. In Psalm 1914, in this meditation, this is particularly helpful to focus my heart and mind in the midst of this suffering? How can I open to God's help in the midst of this pandemic? How can I stay faithful and functional? I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart is pleasing to the Lord who is my rock and my redeemer.
course, again, a sincere thanks to Nathan Foster for collaborating with The Invitation. As I already mentioned, it is better to be in relationship than to be alone. It is better to collaborate with someone, to hear Nathan's voice here on this podcast, than to do this all by myself. May you be comforted, helped, and taught by the Holy Spirit how to be more and more open to God, even in a time such as this. Amen. Psalm 19:14 May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you O Lord my rock and my redeemer May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my Redeemer. May the words of my mouth. We start with words. They reveal what's inside. Both helpful and destructive. So much of our days are spent talking, and words hold power, power to destroy, power to corrupt. We use them for Lots of things. And sometimes we use words to hide. Words to impress. Words to get our own way. Control and manipulate. But words also have great power for good. Words to encourage, support, bless, heal. May the words of my mouth 
how we long for them to be pleasing to God. And so, Holy Trinity, teach us today about the words we use. Show us what we should not say and what we should say. Show us how to use our words for good. That our speech leave an aroma aroma of your goodness and grace. We want them to be authentic. We want them to be true. We want our yes to be yes and our no to be no. May we use this wonderful tool you've given humans. May we use it for good. May we use it in ways that you find pleasing. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. The meditation of our hearts We're always meditating on something, thinking, obsessing, planning. What is it that we meditate on? How easy it is to meditate on fear, worry, things we're trying to control. Forgive us for meditating on things that lead to destruction, things that are just not helpful for us. What might you have us meditate on? What would be helpful for us in this time and space, this season of our lives, for us to spend our time intentionally thinking on? Show us what is pleasing to you for us to meditate on. And in turn, may our words be an overflow of this. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing 
to you. To be pleasing to you. Oh, what a joy. What a great joy. It is to cooperate with what you're up to, God. Those things in this world that please you, those spaces where you have your own way, where your kingdom has come, how good, how right, how wonderful it is for us to be in that rhythm, that thread. May our greatest joy, our greatest delight be found in pleasing you. Of course, we move with grace. We're not earning anything. But we do want, as best we can, for the words that come out of our mouth, the things we're meditating on in our hearts, for them to be pleasing to you. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer, my rock and my redeemer. How good it is to call you Lord. How good it is to be your creature before you, to acknowledge when we're not God, how often we want to be Lord ourselves to be in control, to call the shots, and how good it is to step out of that, to say, oh Lord, you. You are rock. There's a groundedness to you, reliability, that you are our rock. We can count on you. We can count on your goodness. We can count that you hold the universe in your hands. Our rock. Our redeemer. You're always looking to redeem. 
They seem to always be about making beautiful things from messes. Oh, redeem our lives. Oh, redeem our world. Redeem the words we speak. Redeem the meditations in our hearts. May it be when we speak words and when we hold thoughts in our hearts. May we find the light burden, the easy path of living a life that's pleasing to you. And may we know, trust, as real as anything in our physical world that we know and trust, that you are our rock, our Redeemer, our Lord. And so today we ask, we pray, may the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be pleasing to you, Lord, our rock, our redeemer. May the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be pleasing to you. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. May the words of our mouth meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. May it be so.